a glorious time of the year where we're going to go through the best of the year for wrestling in 2022. And what a year it's been, Tez. I bet at the start of 2022, you didn't think you would be recording a weekly wrestling podcast. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been, um, uh, was it like eight months, ten months, something like that? I think that? it was like eight and beginning of beginning of um, April, I think it was. April, no, beginning okay. of May, sorry. Oh, okay, so, yeah. okay. Flown by. It has been flown by. Cool, goodness me. Yeah, we've, we've had a few of the old times off, but not many, have we? We've had the old Sunday off here and there. Yeah. And then you went to the Arnie Classic and... Yeah, yeah. You know, I've done something. A Bon Jovi gig. I think that was it. Really. Gigs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. What a year of wrestling, though, Tez. But I think what we're going to do right now, guys, is do the best of the year. It's going to be our Ministry of Slam Best of the Year Awards. We've got Tez and, Tez and me's uh, lists of who we're going to pick for many categories, including best wrestler, best commentator, best special event, best pay for you, all that good stuff. And then we're also going to go to some MOS alumni hosts, people who've been part of all the shows, including Crimson Mail, Erratic Agent, Martin Mathers is back. And Bericles from Turning Years, so we'll be getting to their best of the years as well. But it's going to be a special Christmas show going out uh, December 18th, I think. I'm putting this out. I'm out in Iceland right okay. now, uh, Tez, while this is live. So uh, so happy uh, December 18th to you guys. And then next week, during the Christmas week, we will be putting out the worst of the year. So like we said, when you want to, you've eaten too much stuff, you think, oh, I've had too much sweet stuff, and I want to feel a bit sour, go and uh, watch our worst <laughs> of the year, because that's going to be dirty. <laughs> gonna be filthy it, filthy make you feel it's filthy as a wrestling fan filth. and not in the cool christina aguilera way but in the, <laughs> in the horrible rick flair crying way oh my god rick flair. <laughs> <laughs> so tez shall we get to it mate let's get let's to do it, it man. let's, let's do, do, it. do it what a year it's been tez and let's mm. go for the best your best commentator of 2022 so this was probably one of the easier ones for me to pick. Um, I will preface that I've not been a massive fan too in the last couple of weeks. He's had some spats, uh, which I've just not really understood too much. But really, for me, I found Taz the most Ooh. entertaining commentator this year. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a case of it's brought back good memories of that era of SmackDown yeah. when I was growing up and getting into wrestling. Not TNA then. Uh, not TNA, no. Um, I only really remember him as uh, Samoa Joe's uh, manager for a little bit yeah. when Samoa Joe had a machete. But no, I just, I find that Taz, <laughs> I, I think Excalibur is great. Excalibur would have been my pick. But um, bless him, he has that awful job as well of announcing 30 matches in a row in 20 seconds. Um, and that's always a bit much to hear. But Taz, I just find him entertaining, man. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good choice, I think. Uh, Taz, is, Taz is very good. I like Taz. I do think he's good, but I don't, know, I don't like the snarking with Shivani. That's why I've sort of... That's, that's the only negative. And yeah. I know that it, it does feel like something must have been said because there's been a couple of moments, I think, on a recent you know, Dynamite in, in December where he's had to go, sorry, sorry. He's mm. had to kind of stop himself and it's like, is there a story or have they kind of been told, look, cut whatever this crap cut is out? snark, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan. Of, I don't. I don't like the start. But Taz. Taz is up there for me. I would mm -hmm. say so. So my best of my best commentator for 2022. Taz. Surprisingly, mm -hmm. is I saw a bit of his stuff in NXT. But since he's come on to SmackDown, I think he's been bloody brilliant. It's Wade Barrett. Yeah. Wade Barrett. I think he's brilliant. He's so good. He's 
He's he adds a legitimacy because you know he's been in the wrestling ring as well towards the stuff he's saying. His voice sounds good, all deep. God oh, bloody hell! I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't think he said bloody hell, but you know he's an English guy. He adds a bit of like you know aggression. It's it's good. I, I really like Wade Barrett commentating on SmackDown. I actually think yeah. he's really good. And it was uh, surprising really that because Pat McCaffrey was was so good as well. But since he's gone and Wade Barrett taken over, it's um you know added added a lot. I think it's good. Yeah, good substitution there. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Taz and Wade Barrett, Taz. So we're going to go for the next one, Taz. And it is the best pay-per-view slash special event for 2022. And what was your one, Taz? See, this was tough for me because I've got such a bad memory. I did have to kind of go on, on Google and go, well, what events actually happened this year? So this one has got a bit of recency bias, which right. basically means, you know, if you're you're more influenced by things that have happened, you know, recently. Yeah. I would probably have to say full gear Ooh. because it really, AEW had been for me on a little bit of a wonky downer for, yep. a, for a little period, which is kind of a, a bit annoying because of how awesome they'd been for the first few years. They'd started to kind of rebuild and sort things out a bit more after the whole CM Punk and the people being, you know, suspended, yep. all that's malarkey. But Full Gear was the first pay-per-view special premium live event that I've watched in a while where generally I've really enjoyed it throughout. bit long, but that is AEW pay-per-views yes. as a whole. But for me, I thought a couple of matches, yeah, you could cut. But on the whole, there was just some excellent moments. I couldn't really fault it. So Full Gear is my best pay-per-view of the year. Cool. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I My one, my best of the year, probably a little biased as well, is uh, Clash of the Castle. Nice. because i was there and there was all there. these thousands and thousands of people there was a vibe there and i felt the energy felt truly felt wrestling energy in that building and that is a total bias because i was there uh oh, maybe match quality wasn't fantastic at the show but it was great to be there and see a full-on WWE production in person and, and yes that's completely biased and not a very good uh journalism if you're gonna go with that's what we do um <laughs> and like, no i don't care because i'm gonna say yeah clash of the castle was my favorite one and it was because i was there and it was great to see a full-on we production edge come out you know uh, drew and all the crowd singing a song roman oh, versus drew i was fully into that roman drew match as well you know yeah. I, I bit on the near falls and all that sort of stuff it was brilliant really really cool and great to be there and good vibes and yeah enjoyed clash at the castle Tess. Nice. So you got to... Sweet Carolina sing along? No, that's what I no. I got out of there. All oh, right. <laughs> that's why I, that wouldn't have got number one. For, I would marry me. Well, let's go now. If it didn't even know that happened until after. <laughs> oh really? No. Yeah, we got me, out. me and Croft were there going. Sweet Caroline. Ba ba ba. Why is that song still a thing? When did it become a big English? football national anthem it's like it's an american song it is from the and 70s sadly as well david aswaf's covered it which is i forgot about this with my whole theory of me wanting to go and see him next year in germany so I'm a, it a bit. I'm a bit worried that he might play that instead of all his cool awesome you know early 90s rubbish songs i don't want to say play sweet caroline get into my car yeah yeah stuff like that but man yeah so there we go you can't do an MOS show without mentioning david aswell <laughs> so tez here we go next one is yes. the best use of a legend in 2022 mm. and i think we're classing a legend someone who's been around just forever and yeah this... still in the ring or, or doing stuff this one was a tough one and i'm probably i've said that for the last two um and i know you're probably not going to like this selection um 
it felt to me like I initially could have thought, okay, well, Sting's had some great moments, of course. You know, he's been used well as a special attraction. Yeah. I couldn't help it because of him being my favorite growing up. Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, technically you could say, what was the point? Blah, blah, blah. Didn't do Kevin Owens any favors. Blah, blah, blah. But the kid in me was like, oh, man, it's cool. He's still taking bumps and he does the best stunners. And uh, I... I really did like that match. I know everyone loved it. <laughs> just, it's like rubbish. I really hated it. <laughs> oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I may be alone in that, but no, you're uh... you're definitely not because someone might have recorded some other bits. So there's spoilers oh. buried in the lead. So you're definitely not not alone in that one, mate. Uh, <laughs> my one is, and you can you class him as a legend? I think you can because he was wrestling in 1992 or 1993 whenever he started. Is Chris Jericho? Okay, because he's just been one of the main things on AEW TV. I think he's been brilliant. He, as much as yeah. ROH is a bit of a mess, him having the belt has <laughs> brought some, you know eyes to it he's had great wrestling matches uh, match J- with bandito was excellent yeah the jas yeah. are really cool you know he's brought up um daniel garcia he's he's made another faction you know uh the, the everyone involved in the jas is pretty cool it's raised them up and i just think jericho is is the best use of a legend for sure because i just i just feel like he's added so much to other guys and his wrestling matches are really cool as well I can't, I can't fault that. I mean, also we've got to hear White Zombie a few times on AEW TV, yeah. which I'm always, I'm always hopeful. Yeah, the rest um, of the matches using all those old gimmicks and all that. Yeah, yeah, and you know we've seen the Painmaker a couple of times, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Chris Jericho is my best use of a legend. So, Tez, right now, we're going to go off to two MOS alumni members of our community, uh, people who've hosted the show, and we're going to find out who, what, uh, we are going to find out what Bericles, Paul Bericles, host attorney is, best of the year is, and what Crimson Mower, host of Unexplained Possibilities and Unexplained Side of the Slam, and is also co-host of some Ministry of Slams this year. Uh, so here we go to hear from Bericles and Crimson Mel. Hi everybody, Paul here, and I'm here to give you my best and worst of 2022. So my best commentator would be Excalibur, does a good job reeling off those matches and keeps things flowing on dynamite when they can get a bit out of control. My best pay-per-view was Revolution. From top to bottom I think it really worked out well, has some of my favourite moments from the year. Uh, that punk ROH entrance was awesome, and the dog collar match was, well, one of, if not my favourite of the year. Uh, the best use of a legend, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. I think advertising it as a, a talk show segment and then having it break out into a match uh, was really nice. I mean, it was rumoured, but you weren't sure it was going to happen, and then when it did, it was just awesome. Best match is Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. 15. FTR versus the Briscoe Brothers. Just an awesome tag match of the kind of kind of match that I like. With actual tags and then intensity. Best storyline and feud. Uh, could have been Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. But for me, it's CM Punk versus MJF. Uh some lovely old school style back and forth promos followed with a brutal dog collar match and 
I think I think that that really really worked for me. I mean, it could have gone longer, and it looked like it was going to come back, but obviously things happened. Best on-screen non-wrestler, William Regal, brought together the Blackpool Combat Club. My favorite, some of my favorite wrestlers in that in that group. Good ethos, and his commentary and like his little flirting with Excalibur was awesome. Uh, best tag team, FTR, didn't get to work as much as I would have liked them to work, but every time they did, had awesome matches, and they also had some great singles matches as well. Best female wrestler is Bianca Belair. I think she's really improved, and I, I think you can really build around her. It's getting a bit much now with her victories, so I'm hoping they kind of lay off that for a bit before she becomes like Cena. Best male wrestler is CM Punk. Uh, that was a great year, great comeback, and I, I loved everything about it. Every match he had, I thought was, was at least good, and I loved his. I've always loved his work in the microphone. However, the best overall wrestler is Brian Danielson, because not only is he a great wrestler, but he doesn't torpedo the company he works for by doing bad interviews and then walking out. Uh, that left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It's, it's a shame, but you know Brian Danielson to me is the best wrestler in the world, has been for years, and uh, I think I think he's awesome. Hello all, I'm Melvin, sometimes known as Crimson Mel, and this is my Wrestling's Best Of 2022. So before we get into it, I just want to give a major thanks to Lawrence and Tez and the MLS Network in general for inviting me to do this. It's awesome, and I hope you guys enjoy, and remember, these are just my opinions, so that means they're right. All right, let's jump right into it. For the best commentator... I give it to the voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, Ian Riccoboni. Ian is quite possibly one of the most underrated commenters out there today, often overshadowed and overlooked by more legendary voices. However, throughout 2022, Ian brings a good voice, enthusiasm, and on-point match calling on a consistent basis. I dare you to watch a match he calls and not find yourself becoming immersed. Best pay-per-view might surprise a few people, but I have to give it to WrestleMania. Yes, the biggest wrestling spectacle in the world surpassed my expectations. Perhaps going in with low expectations to begin with helped boost my enjoyment a bit more than normal. Day one of WrestleMania was just superb. It had the right amount of meaningful wrestling, nostalgia, and tomfoolery. Seeing Austin in the ring again was pretty freaking magical, and the return of Cody Rhodes and his amazing match with Seth Rollins, it was a sight to behold. I will say that even though day two wasn't as good as day one, it was still pretty freaking enjoyable. This WrestleMania felt like a festival of wrestling goodness, and I was very much sports entertained. We all have respect for the wrestling legends, and sometimes we just want them to stay out of the ring, or if they do get back in the ring, we hope they're giving the treatment that AEW has been giving Sting. 
Sting and Darby Allen are just so great together, and it doesn't feel like Sting is just some add-on old guy. He contributes. AEW clearly has respect for wrestlers from a bygone era, and it shows. While active wrestling legends tend to move around from promotion to promotion, if they find themselves in the hands of AEW, it's an almost guarantee they're going to be treated well and have some memorable moments with the younger guys. Best storyline goes to The Bloodline. I haven't been this invested in a wrestling story in quite some time, and this is what WWE needs to do more of. Long-term storytelling. What makes The Bloodline so good is that it's unpredictable. The tension between Jay and Sammy is played great, Solo Sequoia is looking beastly, and it makes Roman feel like a legit big bad. Hopefully, WWE continues to play this right for a big payoff. For the best match of 2022, this was a tough one. It was lots to draw from. Seth vs. Cody, MJF vs. CM Punk, Becky Lynch vs. Bianca Belair, and more. However, for me, the best match of 2022 has to go to the Briscoes vs. FTR from Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. This was a modern-day dream match that was a great showcase of storytelling, in-ring ability, and four guys beating the tar out of each other. This was just a pure showcase of talent, and my word was it great. Not only do I consider this the best match of 2022, but I also consider it the best tag match of 2022. And while there were great matches throughout the entire year, I think this one just edges them out. For me, and this is probably going to come as no surprise, the best tag team of 2022 is easily a no-brainer. It's FTR. They have an awesome throwback style of wrestling, great chemistry, and the ability to elevate whoever it is they wrestle. Cash and Dax will no doubt be future Hall of Famers and in the conversation for one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Best female wrestler for 2022 goes to Bianca Belair. She has been having quite the year. Bianca has come back with a vengeance after that embarrassing loss to Becky Lynch last year, surviving 47 minutes in the Royal Rumble, winning the Elimination Chamber, pulling a reverse Uno card, and chopping off Becky's hair, and then going on to regain her belt at WrestleMania and keeping the title on her for over 200 days. 2022, we're witnessing peak Bianca. Best male wrestler for 2022, I give to Seth Rollins. Whether you call him the Monday Night Messiah, the Visionary, or whatever, just don't call Seth freaking Rollins boring and unable to go in the ring. He had a great feud with Cody Rhodes, which led to one of the best cage matches I have seen in recent years. He also feuded with Matt Riddle, and 
he went on to claim the U.S. title for a second time, which ultimately makes Seth a two-time Grand Slam champion. Even though he lost the U.S. title at Survivor Series War Games in a triple threat match, something tells me he's not done just yet. There's still unresolved issues between Seth Lashley and Austin Theory. Seth being so active and a thrill to watch is why he's my pick for best male wrestler of 2022. The best overall wrestler was another hard one for 2022, so many people to choose from. However, I think there is one who edges everyone out. One who is good in the ring, but great on the mic, who this past year has had amazing feuds. The best overall wrestler for 2022 for me is none other than Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. There is just no one better on the mic than MJF, and his in-ring skills backs up his mouth just perfectly. He is a guy that makes you like him, but absolutely hate him. His dog collar match with CM Punk was unforgettable, and his total annihilation of anyone who tries to step up to him on the mic is stuff of legend. MJF is the total package, and he's not even at his peak yet. Finally, the best on-screen wrestling performer. I decided to save this one for last because of who I chose. It's controversial, but what good thing isn't? For this category, I chose none other than Ministry of Slam's own Lawrence and Tez. No one said that the performers had to be associated with a wrestling company, right? The reason why I chose Lawrence and Tez is because every week they show up and bring with them positive attitudes and a passion for wrestling, which is just contagious. They watch hours and hours of wrestling just to entertain the viewing audience and podcast listeners, asking for nothing in return. They're bringing together people from all over, whether they're new to wrestling or have been watching for decades. Everyone is welcomed, everyone is shown love, and everyone leaves thoroughly entertained. Thanks guys for doing what you do and know that you've had a great impact on all of us who tune in. Keep up the great work and be sure to pat yourselves on the back from time to time. Thank you, Crimson Mal and Barricades. What a list, Tez. Can you believe their, their choices? There were some that I thought I agreed with and some that I maybe did not agree with as much, but it's their choice. And Unbelievable. Great. Fully informed you were there, Tez, of all their choices. Uh, and I can't believe some of the rest as they picked. Quite frankly, oh. it's shocking. <laughs> uh, so, mate, here we go for the best match of the year. What was your best match of 2022? Um, I, For me, this... And I don't think it was just a case of being there. I think if I was watching it on TV... Um, I just still thought it was incredible, and that was Gunter v. Sheamus. Oh, wow. Uh, Clash of the Castle. I just thought... I like the build for it, because it's two big hosses who are both have this kind of, you know, don't don't mess with me kind of attitude. They yeah. have those cool moments where they're just staring off, and the other guys in their factions are fighting, and I just, just thought... They're making a really cool feud in a pretty short space of time that's got me invested in the match. 
Yeah. I thought it lived up to it. I thought it was excellent. One of the things that stood out to me in the match um, was the moment where Sheamus has taken so much battering. Yeah. He then starts getting momentum on his side. He goes to the brogue kick, but his back gives out. And I just thought, that's that's psychology. That is selling. Love that. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I can't fault that. That's cool, man. So uh, Sheamus versus Gunther and Clash of the yeah. Castle. Clash of the Castle, yes. I am also going to Clash of the Castle for my best match of the year, but not Sheamus versus Gunther. I'm going for Drew versus Roman because of the vibes of the whole crowd there. Again, I was I fully bit on their near falls and just seeing a Welsh Scottish man, uh, we, all the Welsh people there, <laughs> the pride of Wales, claiming that he was like, their hometown. But anyway, forget that. A United Kingdom guy yeah. going for the championship in a huge stadium, and I was fully invested in all the crowd going bananas. There, it was really really cool. I, uh, I just, I'm just, go, I just go off the energies and the vibes, and that was the thing this year that gave me the most good vibes. I feel from wrestling was uh, that 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 was the best match that gave me good vibes. I'd say, yeah, Sheamus versus uh, not Sheamus, uh, Drew versus Roman at clash at the castle so tez we're going for our next one mate and it is the okay. best storyline slash feud so, i mean storyline so i just sort of focused on storyline for this and again recency bias but it has been going on for a while and that is bloodline and Sami Zayn. oh i just think it's the only thing in wwe at the moment because um, I'm, no, I'm no longer paying for BT Sports, so I'm not watching the full shows weekly. I'm catching up highlights here and there or what's on the network. Um, but the the Bloodline Sami Zayn storyline is just... For, it's one of those things to do in a storyline that's going on so long, but for me, isn't getting boring. Yeah. And that just seems to be rare these days. Um, I, I love it. I think it's so cool. And I just hope that it goes the way that I want. I know fan booking... Um, you know, I want Simon to win the Rumble and, and defray Roman. May, probably won't happen, but I'm no. just, I'm, is, I'm finding it interesting. That's my favourite. That's it. It's, that's, it's really cool. It's, it gives a, a faction, it's a storyline within the faction that isn't mm. just someone wanting power. It, you know, which you can compare it to like an NWO storyline with like Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. I want power. It's not about that. It's about Sammy getting in with the bloodline and do they trust him? It's a really, really good storyline. That was close to me, Tez. But I picked, for my best storyline of the year, MGF versus CM Punk. I thought that oh, feud okay. was fantastic. Yeah, the the the, um, the promos were really good. It went on for a long time, leading up to the match at Revolution, I believe. I thought the match at Revolution was really good. It was a dog collar match, wasn't it? Mm. And Punk came out in his uh, basketball shorts and... The match was great. The, the, AFI. Yeah, all that was fantastic. It was, wow, CM Punk's back. He's having banger wrestling matches. And, you know, it it showed MJF to have a... Though you knew it was great on the mic, there was that one promo when MJF met Punk at a convention. And Punk came out and then, like, MJF was saying how, you know... It, it broke him and he was all upset and, you know, all, all that, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And Punk came out and was just like, is that true? Is that true? And it was obviously... Uh, MGF swerving us all again being the heel but I felt like that was a fantastic storyline and the promos were really really good showed MGF had, did have the potential to become the future champion you know and, and lucky is now and uh, also on the flip side makes it a bit of a shame of what's happened with CM Punk because he he for me was a big part of wrestling in 2022 uh, yeah. even though I mean he was only in, he was injured for like three months in the summer or two months in the summer and then all this stupid elite stuff happened so it's a shame, really, about that with CM Punk, but that was my favourite feud of the year, which ended at Revolution. Uh, CM Punk versus MJF. So, Tez, 
Who yes. are you going for for your best, best on-screen non-wrestling performer? I I struggled with this one because like for me, twenty twenty two didn't seem to be as much of a, a standout for me for on non you know non-wrestlers on-screen characters. Um, I think in prior years it'd be quite easy to say Paul Heyman, but Paul Heyman has been quite quiet for them. Well, at least for like the last six months, you know, yeah. his he's quite a background uh, role in in the Bloodline. So, I the person I've picked is I don't think has had an incredible year, but I do think that they are good, and they, the more time that they're given, you know, on screen, then the better. And that is probably Stokely Hathaway Ooh. for the firm, but uh, and you know his his work with um. Uh, Jade Cargill earlier than that, but again, I don't think it's been a massively standout year for him. But I struggled, man. I struggled with this one. I agree. I uh, I struggled with it too. I mean, I I considered sounds weird considered Christian, but he's only had a couple matches, so you can't can't even though that one match he had against Jungle Boy, um, that you know that he's had a match. You know, he didn't really wrestle that match because he was injured, and then he had a, I think he had a battle royal at the start of the year. I can't remember, but. So it was you can't pick Christian. So I actually mentioned him. I've actually picked Paul Heyman just because I couldn't. There wasn't really an obvious one, like you say, to pick a non wrestling, a non wrestling performer on screen. I, I didn't feel like there yeah. was there was one to pick really. So yeah, I just I picked Paul Heyman because you know he's solid. He when he does cut a promo, he's great. He was good in the Brock versus Roman feud as well at WrestleMania. That was good. Some good stuff leading up to that. Uh, you know the the elimination chamber match was it? Yeah, they had it. Mm. They had an Elimination Chamber match over in Saudi, wasn't it? The event was called Elimination Chamber. So all that stuff worked quite well, I felt. And leading into WrestleMania was very good. But um, yeah, there hasn't really been anyone for me that's risen up that I could think. You know, Dan Lambert's quite good, but he does the same Yeah, I was just kind of thinking honourable mention for for him, but obviously we haven't seen him for quite a while. It was the same, you know, yeah. Same old, same old. So, yeah, so mine is Paul Heyman, mate. So, Tez, right now we're going to cut to another MOS Legend, the man, the myth, the icon, the man from the original incarnation of Ministry of Slam. And it's me talking to the main man, Mr. Martin Mathers, for his best of the year. Let's go. Thank you, Lawrence. So we are here right now with the main man, Mr. Martin Mathers, for your best of the year. How you doing, Martin? I'm good. I'm good. I'm primed. I'm primed for the end of the year. Primed for a successful 2023. And what a glorious Maybe. grotto you've got there, Martin. I know. Welcome to my Christmas. Uh, you know, Mrs. Claus is in the kitchen baking up some. Uh... Get fucked. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Claus is ba- Mrs. Claus is baking all the mince pies, and uh, the, Christmas, the Christmas elves are busy off um, broth with each and other. And the bratwursts. Yep. Yep, that's where the, the Christmas elves are with the bratwurst. Nice, sounds delicious, mate. What what a year of wrestling it's been, Martin. And we couldn't we couldn't do a year end re- awards without our, you know as we've done quite a few mini uh, pay per view reviews. We couldn't uh, have a uh, best of the year show without speaking to you, Martin. I, mean, I appreciate it. I you know, appreciate one of the, the bet you are the best of us all, Mart. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> There you go. So uh, we'll be primed for the worst of the year, Martin, with that sound effect. So every, everyone will be that franchise, franchise, franchise. Um, so, Martin, should we go for it? For yeah, the... worst, worst wrestler franchise. Yes. Worst storyline franchise. Franchise, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, Martin, should we go for it? Let's go for the best of the year. So, Martin, the first yeah, category cool. we have got is the best commentator. See, now, 
It's definitely not WWE because the WWE commentators are just. I mean, it's not their fault. They're fed the storylines and all that bullshit. It's just yeah. even Pat McAfee can just yeah, whatever. Um, so I will plump for someone AEW. I I could have gone for Kevin Kelly because Kevin Kelly's very good for New Japan. Yes, but uh, I, I'm going to plump for someone for AEW, but probably not who you would expect. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to pick Taz. Oh wow! Because he makes me laugh my ass off. He is genuinely funny. I mean, obviously his you know his actual play by play is fine. You know that's okay. Yeah. But it's the it's the back and forth between him and Tony Schiavone and Excalibur, especially when it's picture in picture break time. Right. And they're not really doing proper commentary because the only people that can watch. You know, picture in picture are people. people watching on fight. Um, and they are just, they're so funny. They're all so funny. And Taz is brilliant. And the fact that everyone is Jones, Yambag Jones. <laughs> I've never <laughs> just, heard the term Yambags before. It must be uh, the. He, yeah. It, it genuinely, yeah. What I want from wrestling commentary is entertainment. And he is entertainment. So, yes, for me. Taz. Taz. Cool, cool. Nice one, Mark. So that's a good choice there. Uh, so, Mark, next one. Best pay-per-view slash special events. I guess we're going to throw in these Grand Slams and these other ones into that as well, I think. And I mean, the AEW special events. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like you have to think back and you're like, okay, what have we watched this year that we genuinely enjoyed? Yeah. Um, I mean, as a rule, I don't really watch the uh, preview stuff. You know, they usually have an hour beforehand. Yeah. Um, so we normally skip those. And I did like Clash in the Castle a lot. Uh, and that's not because it was based in the UK. I did enjoy that show a lot. Yeah. It was it was very good. Um, there was a lot of WWE stuff that was just, you know, it just happened. You just watch it. And yeah. It's like, oh, that was three hours of nothing or whatever. War Games was good. War Games was pretty good. Although that seemed to whiz by really quickly. And I wasn't sure if it was because I was enjoying it or if it was really short. Probably because it came off a um, five-hour AW pay-per-view the previous week. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the thing. So, although it's one of the most recent ones, for me, five hours of, of All Out did not feel like five hours. And I watched the pre-show. Right. And the pre-show had amazing matches on it. The pre-show was awesome. Um, you know, the Eddie Kingston match was just... Oh, that was amazing. And that was on the pre-show. Um, and then it opened with... You know, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which was insane. You watch that and you're like, how is this the opening match? Um, I mean, yeah, it had some shit stuff. You know, Soraya and Britt Baker was not great. But overall, that did not feel like a five-hour show to me. Right. And I really enjoyed it. So, so Full Gear. Uh, full Gear, yeah. I said that all out, didn't I? No, yeah. I didn't mean all uh, I mean Full Gear. Full yeah, Gear. Full nice Gear man. was... Yeah, the reason why I thought of All Out was because we watched Dynamite yesterday, and when we were watching it, it was it remembers the stuff you watched previously, and it said All Out. So, right. You know, okay. So uh, a good ending to the AW year for 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 you then, Mark. Yeah, I did really enjoy it. I did really enjoy it. Cool, cool. But I should be clear, not not everything in this list is going to be AW. Okay, let's go. Cool. So I'm not whatever biased. you want, Mark. Whatever you want. No, I'm not biased. No, I like I like everything. So that's fine. Whatever you want. All right, next one, Mark. So we've got the best use of a legend. <sighs> I don't want to say Sting. 
I really don't want to say Sting. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, I, you know, I really liked it when they brought Ricky Steamboat in to Ooh. be like uh, the the timekeeper. Yeah. Even though it was for House of the Dragon, which was shit. Um, I really like the fact that Jeff Jarrett's back. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I really like that too. Um, so, yeah, do you know what? I'm not going to, I refuse to go for Sting. I refuse to because <laughs> it's just so obvious. I'm going to pick Jeff Jarrett coming back. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, I'm not. Shit. <laughs> I've just remembered. I know exactly what, it, I know exactly what the best use of a legend is going to be. I know exactly what it's going to be. What's that? Sizzamy Daddy Ass. Yeah. There we go. It's Sizzamy Daddy Ass. Of course it is. He's having the best time in the world. Making money on money with more merchandise. His DX exactly. merch. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's Daddy Ass. Wicked. Daddy Ass is Martin's best use of a legend. So, Martin, the next one we have got is your best match of the year. Or match of the year. That's a difficult one because there have been re- lots of really, really good matches. Lots of really, really good matches. I did like, like I said, I liked the Luchasaurus um, Jungle Boy one. Mm. I mean, Reminded me, one. Jungle Boy reminded me of Shawn Michaels in that match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit. This is going to sound terrible because it's still AEW. <laughs> I was trying to think of good matches. I did like the stuff between Drew and uh, Carrying Cross. Ooh, you know, really? Um, there was a really good, the first really good tag match between Swerving Our Glory and The Acclaimed. That was awesome. Um, I'm going to go further back, though, and I'm going to say, I can't remember the name of the show it was on, but the cage match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Oh, Revolution? The Bros, uh, might have been. The one where the Lucha Bros won and the Young Bucks yeah. had, like, trainers with um, thumbtacks on the bottom. Yes. Yes, that was insane. That was great. Spotfest, absolute Spotfest central. I mean, you could very easily say, you know, Spotfest is not really wrestling, but yeah, honestly, that's the kind of thing where you're just, yeah, In there's awe. too much going on. Nothing, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Cool. So, yeah, so Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers at Revolution in the cage match. I think it was Revolution, but I can't remember. We're not sure. But it was definitely the cage match where the Lucha Bros won. We will check when we come back from this segment of the best of the year to confirm that with live version of Lawrence. Uh, so, Martin, <laughs> then we'll go for the best storyline slash feud of the year. Not AEW. Ooh. Not AEW. The best storyline of the year is Sami Zayn joining the bloodline. Oh, that is, I'm sorry. I mean, it's still going. It's still going, you know, but honestly, that is just taking Sami Zayn in a completely new direction. It's giving the bloodline something to do that isn't just, oh, look at us, we're Samoan, aren't we badass? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting, and there's clearly stumped something coming. If you look at the picture from the end of uh, War Games where, you know, Jay and Roman Reigns are just looking at him sideways, it just there's something going to happen there. But, yeah, it's awesome. The, I'm really enjoying it. The I'm biggest really baby face in WWE, Sami Zayn. Unbelievably. Yeah. That, that's, it's just so good. It's just so good. It's very good, mate. I, I, I'm i that too. Uh, so, mate, the best on-screen non-wrestling performer. Who? Did, what did we talk about for this? Oh, so Stokely Hathaway. Oh. I like Stokely, Stokely Hathaway a lot. Um, he's really good. Who did I, who did I say that? I've forgotten now. 
Yes, that's right. It's William Regal. Oh, okay. It's William Regal, hands down. He was amazing in NXT. They let him go. He's been amazing in AEW. His stuff with Excalibur is the stuff of legends. His stuff on the mic with Moxley, his stuff on the mic as short-lived as it has been with MJF. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's William Regal. Wicked. That's a good that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Regal. Yeah, he's done, he's done well. Hopefully he sticks around in AEW, but well, I don't know. we'll see. I mean, they're talking about the fact that he might have already gone and be going back to WWE. Hence so. the spoilers for Dynamite. Well, this will come out weeks later. But when he got knocked out by MJF. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've liked him in um, AEW. Interesting, though, isn't it? Let's see where he goes. So, really good. mate, next one. The best tag team. This is interesting. So, you haven't specified <laughs> how many people are in this tag team. <laughs> any any amount of wrestlers i'm not gonna say ftr they are great but to be honest they haven't really wrestled very much no recently and it's a bit eh. um i could say sammy guevara and ty conti oh, no no <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um i you know i've got a lot a uh, real respect for the creed brothers yeah from nxt they are very good they are very very good um, I do like Pretty Deadly. Mm. I do like Pretty Deadly because you know, yes, boy, they they dress like me, so you know they've got the same hair. That's always quite good. Yeah, it's always good when when people that you know follow your style become famous. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna say Death Triangle. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say, but very close behind them, although they haven't really done a huge amount uh, lately, but I love the House of Black. Oh. But but for actual performances and doing something in the year, it's got to be Death Triangle. Oh, so good. Except for Alex Abrahantes, who can just get... It's great. This little guy, well, it's me, I'm here. It's the, it's the fact... So the two people in AEW that I can't stand are Alex Abrahantes and Aubrey Edwards. Right, because they are so animated and over exaggerated, and the constant detraction of like, oh no, look at me, and I'm like, I don't want to look at you, Aubrey. You're a referee. Yeah. I shouldn't see you unless you're doing the count. And it's the same with Alex Abrahantis. The Death Triangle has an amazing entrance where they're yes. all, kind of like all at the front. It's really good. And then, and then as they run together, Alex Abrahantis is at the back going, yeah, I'm here yeah. too, putting his legs <laughs> as far rubbish. apart as he possibly can, and it's like, mate, get fucked. Yeah, Seriously, yeah, stop. So, so um, listeners, yeah, tune in to the worst of the year to find out who wins for Martin out of Aubrey Edwards and Alex Abrahantes. <laughs> the worst of the year, yeah. You guys, wait, wait for that show. Uh, so, mine. So, what's that? Death Triangle, best tag team. Death Triangle, best tag team. Okay, dude. So, the best female wrestler. I really, really like Jamie Hater, but not her. Right. Um, I think for presence. And the fact that she is so good at what she does, so good at what she does, Bailey. Oh, wow. And I'm so glad she's back. Okay. I'm so glad she's back. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Bailey's, Bailey is amazing. She is a fantastic wrestler. She's a fantastic performer. And she's got an amazing ass. <laughs> wow. In in that order, in, in, in wrestling, <laughs> yes, it's good, it's good, and, and she was great in Cardiff as well, where they're all singing the Bailey song to her, and she, her reaction to it was yeah. no, no, ba- Bailey's awesome. She's so good. 
She's she's so good at being bad. Tez likes Bailey too. I think we're going to get a lot of a te- uh, Bailey appreciation from Tez as well. She's amazing. Yes, very much so. Yeah. She's very good. So Martin, we're now going down to the best male wrestler. It's a tough one because I juggled who was going to be best male wrestler and who was going to be best overall. Ooh. And I was a bit split. But best male wrestler um i'm gonna go mjf oh wow and he's had six still months young. off as well he's still young he's still got a long way to go yeah but he is his performance is amazing it's same, he, he's the same as bailey he's so good at being bad I mean, he's a little contrite sometimes. and his ass is just fantastic he's got an amazing ass <laughs> it's, it's just you know it's, it's probably my favorite thing about him um he's just so good at, at what he does so good work but the thing is he can back it up it would yes. be different if he was a good on the mic but an average performer he is genuinely a good wrestler he's great he's very good so, it's yeah. interesting gonna be an interesting 2023 2024 of mjf for sure yeah so yeah, definitely definitely him we're down to the big one mine your best overall wrestler male female whoever legend whatever so, you want. if you'd have said if you can go back in time and tell me that I'm going to pick this person like five years ago. Right. Five years ago, me would basically laugh in your face and tell you, don't be stupid. That's fucking stupid. Oh, I'm interested. Okay. Um, for ability. Yeah. For performance, for staying power, for just everything that they bring to the table at the moment. Um, he is carrying the company on his back. Right. It's, I, I can't believe I'm picking Roman Reigns. Unbelievable, Martin. But I'm, but I'm picking Roman Reigns. I'm picking the head of the table. Well, you'd have to acknowledge him on the best of the year. I acknowledge him every year. I sit, I, I kneel in front of the, the tree behind me and I pray to Santa to, to bring me Roman Reigns for Christmas. He's very good, mate. He's, it's, it, this is the thing. I, I don't, I didn't, yeah, it's it's one of those things. You know, looking back at how much he was shoved down our throats, yeah. the Roman Empire, trying to John and, Cena him for all of us. Yeah, it was horrible. It was it was like this guy is never going to be my guy, and yeah, he has turned that around. I mean, so they they've kept the belt on him for so long. I'm now at the stage where I genuinely don't want him to lose the belt. Yeah, yeah, because if someone takes it off him, he might as well retire. Yeah, he should basically only lose the belt when he's had enough. He shouldn't lose the belt. He should give it up and get bored. Ugh, be like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to do Hollywood. He is that and, good, isn't he? That, yeah, and it, it's amazing with him that they did what they did with him as the main. You know, they shoved him down our throats for years under the Vince's regime, trying to make him new John Cena, etc. Uh, and then they thought, stuff it. Let's let's turn him. Let's do it. Let's make him a bad guy. Because they didn't do it for years with Cena. You know, for years. Oh, you know, what is it? The heel turn of Cena. Never happened. And Roman did it. And it's so successful. He is so good at it. And also, he's like, he's not the bad guy you want to, you know, you, we all love him as a bad guy. But you don't want to see him turn into a good guy. Sometimes no, you have a bad thing. guy that turns into a good guy because yeah. you want him to. He's such a, so good at being a bad guy. You're fully invested he, in his being not, a bad guy. The, the thing is, he's a bad guy. Purely because he's so 
confident of himself and so sure of himself. Yeah. He's not actually a bad guy. No. You know, what is he what is he doing that's bad? He's not cheating. Yeah. He's not well, well I suppose maybe he's a few cheating. little cheats like solo in Cardiff yeah. and things like that. But yeah. But he's he's not openly cheating. He's not MJF cheating. Yeah. He's not you know, he, he is basically beating people. Com- you know, he's beating yeah, people resoundingly. Yeah. You know, even the best challengers, he's beating them. And the question has to be, you know, who's going to beat him? And he is he's a bad guy purely because he, he knows that no one can beat him. He's not bad, you know. He's just, yeah. There's still no short. one who can beat him next year. I can't no, see anyone no. beating him at WrestleMania. The, the idea I, that him wrestling The Rock would be awful unless he beats him. Yeah, I he, he the thing is he has to because the Rock couldn't win because the Rock couldn't um, yeah. win the title. I honestly, yeah, I don't want to see him lose. I want to see him give it up. Yeah, and they can split the belts apart and have two champions again. That'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, best overall twenty twenty two. It's Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. I'm so sorry. Nice one, Mark. There we go. No, no need to say sorry. No need to say. Mostly, I'd say 80-90 split on an AEW uh, WE there. Yeah, yeah. I tried to keep it as separate as possible, but uh, yeah. Whoa. What can you do? A lot of stuff on WWE is, is just shit. I mean, it's very <laughs> yeah. easy. The thing is, if you want to talk about like best performance stuff, it's easy to go, oh, Bianca Belair is so good. Yeah, yeah. Athletic and stuff. I'm just bored. I liked Bianca Belair when she was telling people to kiss her ass and she was telling people she's the EST. Yeah, now she doesn't. She's just born. Happy, jumpy around, whip yeah. her hair around in a. Yeah, she doesn't even use her hair anymore, which is bullshit. No, yeah, she's it's right. like Shayna Baszler is amazing, but she's now become a lackey for Ronda. Yeah, frankly, can get fucked. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's been an interesting year, Martin. It's good we've got the uh, best of, and thank you for joining us for the best of. Tune in next week for Martin's worst of when we find out who wins out of Aubrey Edwards and Alex Abrahantes. Every category. Worst tag team. <laughs> Aubrey Edward. <laughs> nice one. Thank you, Martin. Back to Lawrence and Tez. Transition. We are back, Tez. And what a choice from Martin. Can you believe some of the choices he made? Some astute observations from uh, the originals at Games Master. Um... He wasn't Games Master. He was the... I don't know what he was. He was I'm, sure, he, I'm sure he won like Games Master or Golden Balls or something back in the day. He, he won something. He, he won our hearts with those picks for, the, for his best of the year, that's for sure. He showed us up as the pure wrestling journalist <laughs> that he is. Fantastic choices there, Martin. <laughs> what was your favourite pick of his, Tez? Um, all of them. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, mate, let's get on to our best tag team for 2022. Who is your favourite tag team of this year, Tez? Hit us. Yo. Go. Yo. Oh. Listen. Is it me, daddy? Is me, daddy? Ass. The acclaimed. It's the acclaimed. It's the acclaimed. Even before the kind of the the run into them having the matches with Swerve and Our Glory, they I'd always sort of found them entertaining, but they really kind of hit their stride. I think, um, I think this year they had some great programs. Um, the first, the first of the trilogy with Swerve and Our Glory, when they didn't win it, yeah. I think was one of the best matches of theirs, but probably the best match of theirs I've ever seen. Um, I just think they've been really entertaining. Um, the the raps, the the gimmick with uh, Billy Gunn. It's for me, it's got to be the acclaimed, and they haven't, they don't moan online about their booking, so. <laughs> 
I'm going with the acclaimed. Oh, uh, see now, I was I've I've picked the, the people that do moan online about it, <laughs> and that's FTR because they have just got again. This isn't about for me work rate or in the ring or promo. It's about it's about all of it combined, which gives mm. me good vibes and makes how I feel about it as a as a vibe. I'm all about the energies and all that sort of stuff, as people know. And FTR for me have given me good energy from their music coming out then winning the belts the match they had with the briscoes uh the multiple matches they had with the briscoes and some of the you know yes they haven't been used on AEW that much but they've also had some good stuff around the world in in wrestling and mm. you know they're, they're they're just a really good tag team they are they are they are if you look at going through the dictionary and you look up tag team ftr should be there yeah and they're the best uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 2023 of them because obviously uh movements have been happening in the wrestling world with them in the last last week or so as, as we are recording this but yeah mine is ftr for the best tag team of 2022 now we could do a women's tag team one tes but there's not many women's tag teams and they're all a bit, a bit uh K- katana chance and K- 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 sasha K- and K- naomi for sticking yeah. at the Vincent Man, there you go. Done. <laughs> uh, so, mate, who was your best female wrestler of twenty twenty two? I mean, this one was easy. Jamie Hater. Oh yeah, totally. This one was just easy. I agree. She... I'm there with you. Jamie Hater is mine. Yeah. I, my only kind of concern at one stage was when they'd started doing the tease of her kind of splitting away from Brit, and within like two weeks, it was like, okay, we're back and best friends. At that stage, I was kind of thinking. Oh man, are they just not going to pull the trigger on her? But, but they did, and I'd also kind of have to give an honourable mention to Tony Storm because yes. I did think that she'd kind of lost a bit of her edge when she was in main roster WWE and when she initially came to AEW. But I think her feuding with Jamie Hayter has kind of brought it's kind of reminded me how good Tony Storm is. You know, kind of brought out the best of her. So. We've got we had a great match from those guys and Jamie Hayter I just think is awesome. Long may she reign. Yeah, man. I um I agree. Jamie Hayter is mine. Honorable mention to Tony Storm indeed. But I mean Jamie Hayter was like a organic rise to people wanting to see her become the champion, which is what you want in wrestling. And it was kind of under the radar a little bit as well, because it wasn't an obvious one. You mm. know, like say like when Brian won the WWE championship or or Kofi, it was like slowly built, slowly built, and you wanted to see her rise up against Brit. But she's still with Brit, which makes it quite interesting. There was that bit of a mess, like you say, where it was Grand Slam and all that other stuff in the, in the September. But yeah, no, Jamie Hayter is definitely my, my female wrestler of the year. I would also like to say um, Becky Lynch, just because of all her crazy clothes. Absolutely yeah. bananas. And, you know, now she's back as well. And in theory, being uh, the the man, the the baby face Becky Lynch, which you, uh, you know, her, in theory, the best baby uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, I'd say, yeah, Becky Lynch is an honourable mention for me as well as best female wrestler. Again, none of this is about female, like wrestling in the ring. It's about the whole package for all yeah. these guys. So, uh, But we all have our different reasons for picking, don't we, I feel? Yeah, I mean, Jamie Hayter, badass in the ring. She's got some cool music that gets you hyped. Her ring, yes. like, gear and stuff also looks cool. Like, um, yeah, just she, she is the complete package. And I thought she had at the time of this recording uh, a decent little promo one of her rare promos on um, an interview on Dynamite in, yeah. in December so I mean a lot of upside with her definitely totally dude totally dude so mate we're going to go into uh, the uh, the other sex and it is the male wrestler of the year so dude who is your male wrestler of 2022 
So this was another one that initially I kind of had a bit of trouble uh, thinking of. But whilst I don't think this guy has had the best um, 2022, here's the here's the wrestler that I always just I don't think I've ever seen a bad match from, and I do think that he brings out the best in his opponents. So I'm, I've picked Brian Danielson. Oh, I've picked Brian Danielson. I know it's not been a, a massive year in terms of title wins or standout feuds necessarily in comparison to some of the other ones that we've had but i just think he's had some incredible matches i, I can i couldn't look for anyone else other than brian danielson right okay that's a good yeah. one that's a good one I, go for? i've also gone AEW, but i've gone for john moxley yeah. just for being the solid rock of AEW. after all that bullshit they went back to john moxley him having the interim title when cm prunk hurt his foot when when um you know all that stuff was fantastic every time he has a promo his matches are great also some of the stuff he'd done in a place like gcw as well mm. uh, and these other matches he had which was great i i i just think he's the is the best wrestler going today in 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 the male i just well spoilers for mine he's also my best overall wrestler as well as john moxley as well so i just generally think it's, it's all is totally john moxley he's the male wrestler of the year and the best overall wrestler of the year but uh yeah john moxley for having great matches great great mic great stories feels legitimate a little bit annoying it takes forever to get to the ring uh that's a little <laughs> bit annoying just 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 come down the ring quicker a little you know a little bit quicker um and i'm not too keen on his wild thing theme song uh that version but apart no, from that I've, i john moxley i need to at some point check out what his original um aw theme was to remind myself because i remember that being pretty good and i always liked his wwe singles run theme um so yeah oh yeah it was yeah i i like that so yeah wild thing i've got i've gotten used to it but i still don't think it's as good as his previous two things it's not aggressive enough no do you remember that first do you remember the first time when they played like the original wild thing? That'd be better. The old school. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think get him a get him a nice metal theme, badass theme. Yeah, not wild thing. Get Creed. Come yeah. Cre- um, reform, re- reform Creed to record Wild Thing for John Moxley. Wild <laughs> 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 that'd be great uh, so, so mate uh let's go and talk to, speak to another mos contributor this year he's been on moh he's been on ministry of slam when he went to an aw show this year and we're gonna talk to our main man mr erratic agent 34 all the way over in uh the america so let's hear from erratic agent for his best of 2022 What's going on, Ministry of Slam? It's Erratic Agent 34. I am here to give you my best of wrestling 2022. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a content creator over on Twitch. I push buttons, play games, and do things. I've also been on the show a couple of different times, uh, talking some wrestling and some horror with both Lawrence and Tez. Thank you both for having me back on the show, and thank you for letting me give you my ideas of what the best of 2022 was in wrestling. So let's get it started with best commentator in 2022. I'm going to have to go with Excalibur. Uh, Excalibur is a former professional wrestler. He is an owner of a wrestling organization. He knows how to call a match. 
Uh, he knows when to let that match breathe. He knows when to engage the audience. He knows when to take that energy level up. He knows when to bring it back down. He knows the correct terminology for the moves. Best in the business, in my personal opinion. Excalibur, best commentator, 2022. All right, next up we have best pay-per-view and or special event that happened in 2022. My pick for this one is Clash at the Castle. This was one hell of a show. Uh, WWE returning for a pay-per-view event for the first time in over 30 years to the United Kingdom, and they knew they had to deliver, and they did. Uh, the card was stacked from top to bottom. You know, damage control taking on Bianca Belair, Oscar and Alexa Bliss, furthering the Bailey Belair feud. You had Gunther and Sheamus putting on a five-star match. You had Edge and Rey Mysterio, accompanied with Dominic, taking on the Judgment Day. Dominic's turn to the Judgment Day there on his father. The heartbreaking moment that happened there. Uh, Riddle and Rollins going to war with each other. In their match and then Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre and at the end of the show Drew McIntyre getting up and singing with the crowd and thanking them overall the best show of the year clash of the castle next up we have best use of a legend and for this one I think I'm gonna have to go with the great Muda coming out to help sting uh, and Darby Allen and Miro against the House of Black. Uh, bringing the Great Muda and Sting together. Uh, you know, former rivals and allies together. Uh, and who better to use the mist against the House of Black than the Great Muda. It's also setting up the tag match with Sting and the Great Muda for his retirement match in early 2023. Uh, kudos to Tony Khan for going out and getting the Great Muda and bringing him in to AEW to help out Sting and Darby Allen for this show. Best match of 2022. Sheamus vs. Gunther for the Intercontinental title at Clash at the Castle. This is some old school, knock them down, drag them out, Beat him up wrestling. Two of the hardest hitters in the business. Just going at it. Chop for chop. It is a dream match that folks have thought about and talked about and wanted. Dave Meltzer gives this match five stars. And it is well deserved for every single one of those stars. If you have not seen the match folks, do yourself a favor. And go and watch it because I don't think me talking about it can do it justice. Uh, but Sheamus versus Gunther, Clash at the Castle, best match, 2022. All right, next up we have the best storyline and/or feud that happened in 2022, and for this one I am going CM Punk and MJF. Uh, this had the potential to be one of the best storylines, maybe of all time, maybe a little bit of a reach there uh, in saying that, but how it was set up, how it was going, MJF leaving, quote unquote, uh, the company, coming back, winning 
as the Joker in the Devil Mask, unveiling himself at the end when CM Punk won. Unfortunately, with the aftermath of the media scrum that happened after All Out, we were robbed of the potential that could have been for this feud and storyline. But ultimately, I think we, most of us got what we wanted in MJF winning the title. And now he is poised and set up for one hell of a title run uh, because of this feud and storyline. So, best feud, storyline, 2022, CM Punk, MJF. Alright, next up, and we have, let me make sure that I am getting this right. We have the best on-screen non-wrestling performer of 2022. And I am going to go with William Regal for this one. Early January, William Regal unceremoniously released from WWE and NXT as general manager. Uh, in March, he then appears in AEW alongside John Moxley. They go on to then form the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, he helps and aids in the feud with the Jericho Appreciation Society throughout the summer. And then... He turns his back on John Moxley, who he had been with in AEW since March, to help MJF win the World Championship. The next week, MJF knocks out William Regal with the same brass knuckles that William Regal aided MJF in winning the title. And then the week after that, he comes on saying in a video that he only did it to show that he to show that he could. The storytelling that William Regal does outside of the ring, on the commentary booth, in interviews, my goodness, folks, how could it not be William Regal for the best non-wrestling performer of the year in 2020? William Regal. All right, next up, we have best tag team of the year. Uh, for this pick... I'm going to go with The Acclaimed. Uh, the Acclaimed started out the year as kind of, you know, a joke. Uh, they were dealing with some of the backlash of Max Caster's 2021. Uh, they were definitely, you know, featured more on AEW Dark, Midcard. Uh, and then through their rise in popularity, they became AEW Tag Team Champions. Uh, they lost a match to Swerve in Our Glory, had the fan vote behind them, and I think Tony Khan saw that, and then pushed them to win the tag team titles uh, shortly thereafter. They teamed up with Billy Gunn and created this whole Scissor Me Daddy Ass campaign that's become one of the best-selling t-shirts in 2022. Uh, and the Acclaimed are walking out of 2022, still tag team champions, after beating FTR, who would have been my pick if not the had the Acclaimed had such a phenomenal back half of the year. The Acclaimed best tag team of 2022. Alright, next up we have best female wrestler of 2022, and my vote goes to Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose started out the year as NXT Women's Champion, and she is ending the year as NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Mandy Rose is 
only one of three women to have a continuous 365 plus day reign as NXT Women's Champion. Uh, she has conquered every challenge that has been thrown at her this year, whether it is singles competition, whether it is a triple threat match for the title, a fatal four-way match for the title. Uh, not only that, but she unified the NXT Women's Championship with the NXT UK Women's Championship earlier this year as well. And she has a successful wrestling stable with Intoxic Attraction that have been multiple-time champions with her guidance. Uh, that's why Mandy Rose is getting my vote for Best Female Wrestler of 2022. Alright, next up we have Best Male Wrestler of the Year. Uh, and I'm going to go with Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Rollins has had himself a year. Uh, starts off the year at the Royal Rumble, feuding with Roman Reigns, vying for the title, coming out to the Shield music. Uh, and wearing his old shield garb. Uh, just really playing the head games with Roman Reigns. Uh, and just kind of messing with him. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, match. He then feuds with Cody at WrestleMania and Hell in the Cell. Uh, he wrestles Cody with that torn pectoral muscle. Uh, great match. Great matches. Great series of matches uh, with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' first opponent back in the WWE. Uh, he then goes on to feud with Riddle uh, throughout the summer for the U.S. title. Uh, he has an amazing match, Clash at the Castle. Uh, Meltzer gave him like four and a half stars for that one, I believe. Um, they put on a show. They went to war with each other. He then takes the U.S. title to some prominence uh, on Raw uh, in the back half of the year. You know, feuding with Riddle, feuding with Lashley, feuding with Theory, and just playing the mind games that Seth Rollins does. Seth Rollins, best male wrestler in 2022. If you haven't seen any of the matches, go watch them right now. All right, best overall wrestler of the year. Uh, I'm going to go unconventional here, and I'm going to say Dax Hardwood uh, of FTR. Uh, you want the best overall wrestler, and in my opinion, he is the best overall wrestler. Uh, he has competed in tag team with Cash Wheeler and FTR, uh, winning the ROH tag titles, winning the IWGP tag titles, holding on to the AAA tag titles. Uh, not only that, uh, but he proved himself in singles competition this year, taking on the likes of... Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli in singles matches that are phenomenal matches. Uh, he had some trios matches as well when FTR and CM Punk tagged together, proving himself as a versatile wrestler. Singles, doubles, trios. I think Dax Hardwood had himself a hell of a year and has proved himself to be one of the top 10 wrestlers of this year, and he is my overall pick for best wrestler of the year. Dax Hardwood, best overall wrestler, 2022. Thank you, Erratic Agent, for your choices of your best of the year. What, what was your favorite pick of Erratic Agents, Ted? That was amazing stuff. 
um, you know, I'd say a good 70% of them uh, I, I agree with. I couldn't pick just one. Great. Great answer, mate. Great answer. So, yeah, thank you, Eradicator. Go check him out on all the, in- all the information superhighways. Uh, so he's a great contributor here and a good dude as well and has a fantastic beard, which is always good. We've got some good beards going on here. It's the winter. Grow your beard out. Uh, you know, must be cold being a wrestler because they often shave all their body hair. Don't they? Yeah. You know, okay. in the winter, it's not. It's like an extra layer of hair they're missing. Um, in the winter. Yeah. That's why you don't get any wrestlers from Iceland. Ludwig Borger, or was he Finland? Who's that? He's an old nineties WWF wrestler. No, he wasn't in my best of the year, that's for sure. But oh, no. Tess, I've already buried the lead on my best overall wrestler of the year, mate. So who was your best wrestler, overall wrestler for 2022? Oh, God. Uh, who was my best overall wrestler for 2022? Um, I mean, I'm, I've kind of got a pick out of one of the two that I've selected. Uh, so I would probably, I would probably say Jamie Hayter pips it between her and Brian Danielson. Um, purely because she's had more involved in terms of like storylines. Like I think her, her matches have been excellent. Danielson's matches, like I say, are always, you know, kind of five star, but like I say, Danielson hasn't really had a big, big feud. He's had little spatterings here and there. JAS, whatever. Uh, Chris Jericho probably the most notable, but then that's also been a bit faction warfare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jamie Hater. I think she's just had a great year. Wicked. That's a good. That's a good choice. Yeah. And like I said, mine was John Moxley. I'd say for my best overall wrestler. But yeah. it's been um, it's been quite the year of wrestling, hasn't it? It's it. Has. I think the biggest. What's, what do you think some of your biggest landmark moments of the year have been? Of course, with the Vince McMahon situation. And that was crazy. We went live one night randomly, didn't we? And people all came in because we were down the pub talking about it. And we were like, let's go live. And that was a big moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would have thought at the start of this year that Vince McMahon would be completely done? Yeah, this... I mean, a lot's happened this year. I think it's been a bit of a turning point for me with um, with AEW where I think 2023 is going to be a real interesting year for them because... They've got to the point where they had so many cool debuts coming over to the point where it was started becoming and has now become evident oversaturation. Yes. Like Christ, I remember I had excitement for uh, for Jeff Hardy arriving because he'd been used kind of poorly in, in WWE. Yeah, then. yeah. And so a standout moment for me is uh, Matt Hardy getting beaten down. Jeff's original Hardy Boys music comes on and he starts running, then stops and does the and then keeps running i was just like okay well he's in a rush to get yeah, yeah, yeah. um and yeah unfortunate that you know that kind of we started to see that okay the hardy boys really can't wrestle how they used to because of age and whatnot um so a standout i guess for me has been seeing a lot of these guys coming across but then also seeing that AEW buying Ring of Honor initially seemed like a re- oh, really cool. It's cool. A, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They can do something with Ring of Honor. And then I think for me, that's been a bit of a detriment, especially the last few months, because how the TV shows have just been uh, just a bit of a, a bit of a mishmash and a bit of a mess. So AEW has definitely been another focus, but sometimes for the wrong reasons, I think, in 2022, in comparison 
you know, to their first couple of years. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, man. I mean, we can dive, been... dive deeper into the the worst of of some of the other moments on the mm. on the worst of show. But no, I think it's been interesting you know, the Vince stuff, the CM Punk stuff. But I guess, I guess one of the for best of in terms of or best vibes is is like with Vince going is the Fed getting a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen people come back who, yeah. um, you matches know, were just let go. Matches have been have been better. That I mean, Christ, there was a period where every match was a roll up finish or something. Yeah, screwy yeah. Finish. What's the phrase? The roses off the bud, though. Is it or something? Whatever that phrase is. Where it's like Raw has got back to not being fantastic, but um, you know, generally WWE has got a lot better since Vince retired, and that is a great thing for all of us as wrestling fans. You know, yeah, yeah. it pushes everyone to be better I feel and, and the idea that the Fed are now trying to sign people from AEW or bring back people like this Regal situation adds a lot to wrestling as well because of course there was all the people just cast off by WWE and yeah. they went to AEW and now Triple H will want to try and bring them back so you do have a bit of a war situation which is only going to be good for the wrestling fan I feel uh, I think that was one of the best times when it was the uh, you know Monday Night Wars as such but I mean that was 20 years ago 30 years ago 25 years ago whatever is it it was a long time ago uh, but I feel like if that's a situation the door is open the door swings both ways now uh, which maybe wouldn't have been the case with Vince still in charge so I think that's quite good and that's probably been the best mo- not moment but one of the best things about this year with Vince retiring has made the Fed better yeah, and I guess as well, I know it's, I don't know if it's this year, if it's early next year, I can't remember exactly. But, I mean, who'd have, who'd have thought that we'd start seeing the forbidden door in uh, in WWE opening a bit? Because Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura's going over to Japan. Um, yes. It's either, it's either the end of this year or the start of next year. Start of next year, yeah. Yeah, and that's something we probably, we just Never didn't think was going to ever happen. Under yeah. Vince. So, um, yeah, that's... Stuff like War Games being on the main event, the main roster yeah. and things like that. It's cool. Like, I mean, Clash at the Castle was probably booked before, but... Just things like that 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 we're Trying getting now, different things, different things yeah. yeah. So, and that makes the show interesting to watch. I feel yeah, so. Yeah. That is probably the best, not moment, but best for me. The best thing that has happened, it a big thing. You know, if you're mm. to, not just a, like something that's affected wrestling, would be Vince retiring, and that's been a good good thing for me as a long term wrestling fan. It makes WWE more interesting to watch because I was really getting burnt out on it it's the same sort of stuff even someone like Austin you know with Austin Fury that terrible is even he's getting better things like that with this new yeah. regime change and like Omos and Braun Strowman come back. all these awful things that were terrible is just become a bit better now so uh, we'll see how it goes into 2023 it's interesting uh, but yeah it's been it's been a interesting year in terms of good things happening be interesting what we said for our worst of the year though mate <laughs> which will be coming out next week yes 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 so um thank you everybody for checking out the show thank you to everyone who sent us in your best and worst of the years uh Bericles, crimson male erratic agent and uh, martin mavers from uh all you guys very much appreciate it thank you for everyone who checks out the show each and every week here on uh, youtube and also checks out on the podcast feeds you guys have uh helped us out get really high up in the uk wrestling podcast shots and child all around the world so thank you very much guys thank you for all your support please remember to hit the like and subscribe for this video here on the youtube uh please do give our podcast uh uh, review that helps out a lot on any of the podcast platforms and we will see you guys next week for our worst of the year thank you tez thank you lawrence goodbye everybody